not here, I get to sing stuff I want to. I'm just kidding. Um, I was praying this morning. This, you know, in these troubled days, you know, I was telling my wife, I said, I got leaving on my mind. I can't wait till God comes back. I know he's not finished or he'd already be here, but these things weigh on your mind. And this song is one of my favorites. I hope it blesses your heart. This old house I'm living in is needing repair. The windows and the shutters are letting in the cold, cold air. I say to myself, I'm going to fix this. When I can get the time But lately I've got leaving Leaving on my mind Lately all I've got is leaving on my mind that's all I think about Most of the time But soon and very soon I will leave my troubles far behind I guess I should be looking for a better place to live, but I can't seem to get excited about this world and what it can give. I couldn't care less if I could buy it all. With a solitary time For what good would a world do me Leaving on my mind Lately all I've got is All I think about Most of the time But soon and very soon I will leave my troubles far behind Yeah. 
far behind Lately I've got leaving Leaving on my Amen. Thank you, Terry, and thank you for letting me come today. I appreciate it. I thank the Lord for your choir and your instrumentalist and all those who have a part in worship here. Uh, I've just admired this church now for some 29 years. My wife and I have been in Russellville for 29 years. We came up here from Bessemer, from a church down there. We've been a part of Calvary, and I still work a little bit over there with senior adults. I pastored there for 15 and a half years, but I watched God do some good things. But I'm amazed at you folks. I'm amazed at what God is doing and what he has done. And I know that you went through some times of suffering and frustration, and and uh, I know that God has come and helped you and picked you up, and we're just grateful. And we're not there yet. Now, folks, don't get any idea about leaving because God's not through that building over there yet. you got to take care of that. But uh, uh, I appreciate you so much and I appreciate Brother Sammy. I've just loved that Sammy for a long time. When I came here, this was a little small few member church and and I'm I just you know it's just amazing me how I can look over the years and watch how God has worked and added people to the church the Lord has added people to the church and it's just a wonderful thing and I admire you for your faith for your commitment and dedication and God will bless you tremendously for it and I think you can say well probably we've already been blessed huh amen amen but uh, I know God has had the leadership, and it's always fun for me to be with you. Good, pleasant spirit, the spirit of the Lord is here, and, and your spirits are good. And I'm great. Sometimes the spirits of people are not too good. There were these two ladies that lived in a town. They, had, they, they both lived in two houses at a cul-de-sac. And, you know, cul-de-sac stops, and you go back the other way, and... <clears throat> And so these two ladies lived there, and their walkways from their houses came out to the street. And it started out here where they were, you know, several feet apart, and it got back down, came out to the, uh, to the street here. They were some 10 or 12 feet apart, those walkways were. And so one morning, it just so happened, these two ladies came out, one from one church, one from the other. They both came out at the same time. They were sweeping off their walkway. And so got out there to the end where they were pretty close together. Ms. Gardner said, Ms. Duncan, you look pretty this morning. She said, I wish I could say that for you. <laughs> She said, Ms. Gardner said, you could if you lie like I can. <laughs> we don't have those people here. Thank you, Lord. But uh, it's, it's, it's fun to be a part of the Lord's work. It's fun. It's work. It's work. And 
You know, I've heard this sound, deadbeat Christians. You ever heard that? Deadbeat Christians. They don't ever do anything. They just, they, they come to church, maybe. They don't give any offering. Uh, they're not involved in any way. Just come, they go home, and they, you know, they sit down, do their work, and that's it. This kind of deadbeats hanging on, you know. Oh, going to have a supper. Here's, oh, man, they're going to be there at that supper. You know how that is. Gonna be there. You just feed Baptist, brother, and they're going to be there. That's for sure. That's for sure. But uh, I have a lot of things that I could share with you. It's uh, fun and good things. But, uh, and I think we'll have a little bit of fun in the Lord's hands. But anyway, <clears throat> I want to talk with you out of uh, the book of Jeremiah this morning. Uh, chapter 18 of Jeremiah. And, you know, I speak this message in part because I know that we are all troubled. I know that we're troubled about what's going on in this nation. I know that we're troubled about uh, the freedom of religion. I know you've heard, just you hear all the time, just this last week about people putting pressure on Christians. People of the world don't, do not like Christians, for the most part. Almost all get, They don't like Christians. Uh, they, they don't want Christians to talk. They don't like preaching. They don't like this stuff at all. And so they're, they're just wanting to shut down. That's what the devil is working for. And the devil is a prince of the power of the air, the Bible tells us. And uh, he has people in his hands. There are people who do his work all the time. Trying to stop something, try, trying to create problems, trying to, trying to cause us as Christians to be down and these kind of things. But we can be assured that if we are born again, we are part of the kingdom of God and Jesus is with us. That's what the Bible says. That he's with us, he's going to be with us, he will never leave us nor forsake us. He's active. We talk about the devil being active and people that he can get under his fingernails and what have you and cause them to do all kinds of things. You know, they're active, but Jesus is active. And we need to allow him, we want to allow him to be active in our hearts and our lives. And if we don't, we're missing something. We're missing something. We're missing, we're missing part of life and maybe most of life if we don't recognize Jesus and His Spirit and let Him work in our hearts. And we're trying to do some things at Calvary like you are here. We came up on something our staff did. Uh, three or four, well, they came up with the idea, the pastor did, about two or three months ago. But uh, then this whole staff got in on it and, and they decided to do this thing rooted in the Word. Rooted in the Word. You go in our sanctuary now and you look on this side and you see they had a big uh, poster type thing made up wall and, and they stuck it on the wall up there. We got a Bible that's about 12 feet high and it's about 8 or 10 feet wide. They bought it from some, I think a church in Scottsboro. It's just a, it's not a whole Bible, it's just opened up and there's two sheets of it. 
And in the, it starts with, in the, in the beginning was God, the Word was God, and God, uh, Word with God, was, the Word was God, and so forth. But we, we've been focusing on that. And we had a uh, Bible reading week before last. Started on a Saturday evening, finished on Sunday morning. So our pastor said, now I believe we can read this through. Uh, by the New Testament through by this time. And so they had a sign-up sheet. And everybody at Woods signed up for 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes a new Bible reader would come forth. We had it inside the church. But all the spaces, we just thank the Lord and praise the Lord, all the spaces were filled up for prayer. And we went there and it started something like 8 in the evening and, and ended then the, the next morning at 8 in the morning. And, and everybody came and read. Everyone kept their assignment. And when we were through, when we were finished, we had read, read audibly the whole New Testament. And... Uh, uh, in the Old Testament then, they said, well, what are we going to do now? The passage start on the Old Testament. And we got through the news, so we went into that and, and read to, I don't remember, Exodus, I think it was. And so we stopped there. And at the same time, they had a, uh, we used, uh, they used Psalms 119, the longest book in the Bible. And they picked selective passages. And they had seven rooms set up there. When you got through with your reading, you went through those seven rooms. And every one of them, some of them is where we prayed. Some of them is where we listened to God. Some of them is where we... Uh, 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 it was just presented in such a wonderful way. And this is helping our church. And we're rooting, being rooted more deeply in the Word of God. Our pastor's preaching every sermon on being rooted in the Word. And I'm telling you, it's blessing my heart. But this is where we get our messages. This is where we get our life, get the Word of God. I want to ask you, did your, did your Christianity come from anywhere except the Word of God? Mm -mm. No, sir. Don't come anywhere. All people say, I believe this and I believe that. But, you know, that's man. That's not God. That's not right. And if we're not rooted in the Word, we're missing this life <clears throat> that I was talking about just a moment ago. We're missing it. We need to be rooted in the Word. How are you going to know what to do, what to believe, and how, what God wants you to do if you don't have the Word, if you don't study the Word? There's not a way. Your way of life is handed out through the Word of God. Of course, the Holy Spirit comes and works on it. But we, have been, we must be careful. And I know sometimes God speaks to us. I know He does. But we have to be careful about, well, you know, God told me to do this, so I want to bring this to the church, and I want to do this, and I, want to do, I believe God wants to do this. Well, does it go along with the Scripture? Is that what God teaches And then we come to find out that sometimes it's not what God teaches in His Word. Now, in this Word today, we talk about our, our nation having problems. We're in somewhat of a mess. Uh, I'm not talking about your political preference nor mine. 
It's just, uh, seems that the devil is working all over the place. And when we come to Jeremiah, Isaiah and Jeremiah and those minor prophets and all that, you know, they tell us something. They told them, God told them something. And they tell us something. And we're following right along with some of these things in our nation and maybe in our churches sometimes. But I want to read beginning with the first verse of Jeremiah 1. The word which came to Jeremiah. Now that's the word. What somebody told me. Somebody told me it's the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. From where? The Lord. Arise, he said, and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Of course, Jeremiah was a great prophet of God. He wanted to listen, and he did. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good the potter to make. Seemed good for him to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Oh, how's the visual... Can I not do with you as the potter? Says the Lord, look as, uh, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. <coughs> if we're in the Lord, we're in his hand. But we need to be totally in his hand. The instance I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy... If that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning the nation and concerning the kingdom to build and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I, which I said would benefit it. Now therefore speak to the men of Judah, that's God's people, and to the inhabitants of Israel, of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a disaster. Oh, me. When God fashions a disaster, that's not good. Any way you look at it, it's not good. I'd rather anybody be mad, mad at me other than God. I don't know about you. Uh... Behold, I'm facing disaster and, and devising a plan against you. Return now everyone from evil, his evil way, and make <coughs> your way and your doings good. And they said, this is hopeless. So we will walk according to our plans and we will, everyone, obey the dictates of our hearts. Now folks, that's sad. That is sad. That God would pronounce such judgment on Judah. It's sad that God's people will not follow God. And if we have Jesus Christ in our hearts and the Holy Spirit is present in our lives all the time, we ought to know better. 
we ought to know that we must stay with Jesus and take the, the other ways. I've talked to people down through my career. Some people say, I go visit with them, want, want to get them back into church or get them into church or what. Hey, well, I tell you, preacher, I, I used to go to a church. But I tell you what, I got fed up with some of those people up at that there church. I said, where did that get you? Where did that take you? I'll tell you where it took you. Out of the church. It's God's church. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's God's church. Many of us refuse, you know, refer to our church as my church, and that's all right. But let's don't go too far with that. Because we get things, it's our church. Oh, look at me, and look at our church, and how big, and how wonderful we are. And the children of Israel here, the Judah, uh, of Judah, they had gone away from God. They said, we're going to serve ourselves. Now this was a picture that, that Jeremiah had. God was feeding him and he said, go speak it. And he went and spoke the word of God. That's what's given to him. And we go back to the promise. I, you know, some of us studied in the book of Obadiah. Anybody in here this morning studying Obadiah? We studied in our Sunday school lesson this morning. Uh, came from Obadiah. One little book. Really gone, went by the uh, wayside for years and years and years. And finally they found the scroll and they, the, the, the men of God got together and they said, well, this is the word of God. It's, it has to go in the Bible. And any time the word of God is spoken, we need to listen. Because, and I, I say it again, I'm troubled about our nation and our country and our churches. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed sometimes in some of our church people because they want to talk about everybody and anything that's derogatory about the church. Any little thing. It's like a, some people that would be new car inspectors, you know. You, somebody buys a new car and they all get out there and they get to look and they, oh, it's beautiful. They open the doors, they look inside of it. Oh, it's beautiful, it's flawless. Somebody walks around on the other side and says, uh-oh, here's the dent. It's this little, little bitty dent. Oh, my. Bring out the flaws. That's what some people do. Bring out the flaws. We're not here as judges. I'm not here as a judge. I'm to preach God's word and I'm to believe God's word and do my best to do God's word. It's not to go in and see what all is wrong with people in the church. It's not right. And if you hadn't been in God like you have been in praying and giving yourself to the Lord, you wouldn't be where you are today. Your, your building would, would still be back down over there and you'd be saying, oh me. But God rather has best blessed you because of your faith and your love for Him and you follow the Word of God. These people of Judah didn't want to follow the Word of God. We're going to do what we want to do. And that's a sad commentary for Christians to believe that way. Sometimes, uh, you know, I wrote a little skit. And in, it, in that skit, I showed some people what they were doing when they went to church. 
and uh, had a little thing in there, and I was pointing out different people. This is from a third party, you know, it's somebody writing this. But anyway, <coughs> there was old fellow over there, and he's in the country church. He's proud, and I love country church. I raised in the country church. I prefer the country church. But anyway, don't tell nobody I said that. But anyway, uh, I said, look over there. There's that old high pockets. He's proud, you know. He made, he made, he said, the best crop in the community this year. He's proud. And look at his wife. She's got her hands around him. Says, amen, dear husband. That's right. And they were so proud of themselves. And then I talked about some other people in the church. And one of them said, <laughs> look over there. It's on so what she's wearing. Would you believe that? And I pointed out some things like that. And I said to myself, that's the way people are a lot of times. A lot of times in church, that's the way they are. They point out what somebody is wearing or not wearing that, you know, whatever, it, whatever the situation. They point out the flaws, what they think is flaws. But I have to remind myself and some others sometimes, you know, we don't point out the bad things of other people. We don't judge people by what they wear, what they put on. We ought to be glad that we have some clothes and they have some clothes to wear. We ought to be glad that we're part of the kingdom of God. That we're going to go around, you know, tearing people down and those kinds of things. But you know, God had all of us in mind. I think every church that would ever be uh, after that prophecy... That we could follow that thing. I want to follow that thing. And I know you want to do that too. But I want you to know. God wants you to know. Me to know who's ahead of the program. He's head of the program. He said okay. Judah. You don't want to let me be the head of the program. He said we want to do our thing. Just do your thing. Do your thing. And we need to keep these things in our hearts and our minds as we go on through our Christian lives. That God is the one to whom we're committed. He's the one that created the universe and all that's in it. He's the one that created you and me. And he's still in the business of bringing about different creations and doing new things and big things. And I see over here you doing something. It says, what does it say? Behold, I am making all things new. He wants to make things new in us. He wants to keep us fresh and moving and helping one another and reaching out to the lost. But those people had gotten away from God. And that's why he preached this message. It's why God gave Jeremiah to preach this message. They had moved away from God. And they didn't have the love of God. They did not have the blessings of God. They were pressed down. They were fighting to get out. Nobody will tell me what to do. It's like the Edomites we said about in Sunday school. 
you know, oh, we're up here in the cliffs of the rock and our houses is here and I've been to Petra and probably your pastor has too and some of you. You go down to Petra and there's rocks and then, uh, go up on it. It's a canyon, canyon and rocks go up high on either side. They're reddish type rocks and, and there's uh, places where they have hewn out rooms for a home. Most of them are one or two rooms. That's where they live. So they were up there and they said, you know, we have the, the advantage. Nobody can go against you, against us. We've got the advantage. So we'll just do what we want to do. And God said, I'll show you something. Don't be proud. Because we're coming to a time when the tale is going to be told. And you're going to be brought down. You're going to be utterly destroyed. And they were. They were. But I want to hold, try to hold my faith up high. I, I think I, I do a bad job a lot of time. But we go down to the potter's house and this is the way God wants us to be. We want to be children in the potter's hand. And, and God wants, us, wants to make us really usable. And all we have to do, we have to be the clay. We're the clay in his hands. And we, we have to be willing for him to mold us into what he wants us to be. He must mold us. If I want to be the kind of Christian that, that ought to be, then I'm going to have to allow him to mold me. I'm sure, you know, he, made a, he said the first one he made there, vessel he made, and Abby wasn't pleased with it. So he squashed it. And he said, I'll make myself another vessel. Make myself another vessel. So he formed a new vessel. And he says, that's the way that I will do with my people. I will form new vessels. I will make you new. I will, I will come to you. Judah, I would come to you. I would come to you if you would repent and come back. I would take you into my hands and mold you and make you into what you ought to be. What I want you to be. So that you can do the work of God. So that you can become mature. So that you can rejoice in the Lord. When they came across the promised land, the children of Israel, you know, they just, they thought that was the greatest thing, the greatest escape, probably one of the greatest escapes ever in the world. When God dried up the Red Sea and the children went across on dry ground. Oh, that was so great and so great. And they got out there in the desert and they began to do this and that. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they just didn't like this and that. They began to be picky. They didn't like this. And God was providing their needs. His spirit there. His, his leaders were there. Everything was on schedule with God. Except now the people began to complain. And God says, I'm in charge. I must make some changes. I need you to change. If you don't, you're going to bring shame. You're going to bring shame to my people and to me. 
That's in essence what he said. A Christian that don't live like they ought to brings shame to God. Brings shame. Now, I'm not talking about you. Of course, we have to, we're, we sometimes have problems, but that means. But God wants us to be pure. He wants you to go on and be pure. He wants you to get into His Word and do the Word. He wants you to love God. He wants to reveal His grace and power to you. He wants to do all of these things for you. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for me. So continue, I challenge you this morning, to continue to be a, a strong church. Be given to one another and to God. And you'll continue to be blessed. Brother Sammy will be delighted like he is now. And God will continue to work miracles through your lives. Now, in closing, I'll just say a word. You know, Jesus has come. He's died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. He ascended to heaven. And he's coming back. Let me say something here. A lot of people look at the birth of Christ and they say, Oh, what God did in the life of Jesus. All these things happened. All these miracles. The angels came down and the, the angelic choir sang to the shepherds. And all of these things happened. Oh, isn't it beautiful? That little baby Jesus in a... In a, in a trough there well it's true it was beautiful but all these things the star and everything that happened they said that's the greatest thing oh I just love it but you know Jesus had to go to the cross he went along he went along Everybody had turned his own. Everybody has seen and come short of the glory of God. Now this morning, if, if maybe you're here, you need to really get with God. You need to get your heart right. You need to give yourself to God in a new way, new time, new year, whatever. I want to challenge you to do that. And Brother Kyle's going to come up here and Terry's going to lead us. Let's have just a word of prayer. Father, I pray for this people. I love them so much. And God, sometimes I don't like to preach messages like this and it's sure not anything to their hurt. But it's your word for this day. So bless them, bless our nation, bless churches, bless Christians. And Lord, now I ask that you would bless these who have come who may need to be saved. May they come, Lord, this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.